Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning, good morning. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. The path of pa- picture perfect and well worth it and flawless. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. Thank you, 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 thank you. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Lord God, we just lift up your name and say good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lift up your name this morning. We just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome. 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 How y'all doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. God, you are so faithful. And we just say thank you. Yep, good morning, good morning. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. We thank you, Lord 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 God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you, we praise you. We magnify you and we lift you up. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, thank you, Father. We thank you for this time with you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We are settled and established and that we're not all over the place. In this season, you can't afford to be all over the place. So ask the Lord to settle you. Like, Lord, settle me so I'm not bouncing. Sometimes when we're yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. When we're looking for something, we'll bounce. Like, we'll bounce spiritually all over the place. We'll get to every conference. We'll be um, at every, all these different things. And God is like, no, I don't want you bouncing all over the place. So make sure you're in this season only spiritually connecting to the places that you're supposed to connect. Ask God for the wisdom of where you're supposed to go and just don't be involved in absolutely everything because everything, even though it may seem good, is not necessarily beneficial to you in this season. I'm very protective about whose table I eat at and um, where I am eating at those tables. So just make sure, you know, you are um, not all over the place, not just running to and fro trying to get a word. You have the word. You don't need to get a word. You have the word. And if you'll take the word and chew on the word and eat the word, then the word will become like a medicine to you. A lot of times we're not seeing the word activated in our life because we're not settled. We're roaming to and fro. And the enemy roams to and fro. And so he knows if you're bouncing everywhere, he knows if you're roaming to and fro, right? He looks for you to roam to and fro because he knows once you're roaming to and fro, then he you're 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 not settled, you're not established, you didn't accept the word to be the truth in your life. So just make sure you get settled and you're not um all over the place, right? Ask the Holy Spirit. Um, am I all over the place? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Mary Lewis asked the Holy Spirit, Sandra Townsend, just ask Vanessa, ask the Lord, say, am I all over the place? Am I only eating from the places in which you want me to eat? Right. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We only eat from where you want me to eat, that we're not anxious, that we take your word to be the truth in this season. Lord God, I thank you for grace and mercy. I thank you for how you love us. And I thank you for how intentional you are with us. I feel healing in the room and I want to pray specifically for two things. Um, I feel healing. I want to pray, pray, pray this morning for backs and for hips. I want to, yeah, that's good. Paula spinning around like a top. That's exactly what it is. And, and we'll be thrown off balance and not even realize we're thrown off balance. So make sure in due season that you're not all over the place. I see some new faces on the devotional or either you've been here and you just first time speaking. So good morning to you. We welcome you to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Uh, I am Lakeisha Johnson, AKA LMJ. Um, and we're happy to host you this morning. God is here. Um, I feel the healing anointing. I feel 
the healing power. I thank the Lord for healing us. He said he was bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace and by his stripes, we are already healed. So healing is a part of our benefit package. It is our benefit package. And we don't have to, um, we don't have to guess whether or not we are healed. We just have to receive healing by faith. And remember the word says, I only need the faith of a mustard seed. So if you've been suffering from back pain or your hips, um, and I heard the word this morning when I was praying hip dysplasia, like your hips are displaced, right? Are my hips displaced? And so if you've been suffering from back pain or from hip dysplasia, I want to, I want to speak a word. I want to just declare your healing today in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that our mortal bodies are coming in line with your word, that you were bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace, and that health is our reasonable portion. So Father God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you are dealing with backs, the lower lumbar region right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, you are aligning their spines, aligning their backs. I thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, you are healing hips and dealing with hip dysplasia right now in Jesus name. I thank you though those hips are aligning perfectly, Lord God, that they are coming out of alignment. And if you've been dealing with back, your lower back, your lower lumbar back there, I want you to just put your hands on your back right now. And if you've been dealing with your hips and your hip has been displaced, I want you to put your hands on your hips right now. And we just declare your healing and we take your healing by faith. The Lord God is the God that heals thee. And I don't have to lay hands on you for you to receive healing right now in Jesus name. So if your back has been giving you a problem, I hope you take this by faith in the name of Jesus. I remember the last time I prayed for healing, someone came up later and said, my back was bothering me and it stopped um, as, as you begin to speak a word about backs. And so this is just a word of knowledge for you about your back. So I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that your back is being healed. I thank you, Father God, for your word are, is true. And we thank you for the manifestation of that healing right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. We thank you, Father God, for backs and hips, hips coming into alignment. I see uneven hips. If your hips are out of alignment, like if your hips are uneven, we thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus that your hips are even. And if you have been the person suffering from back pain right now, I just thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you stand in faith for that. And then I just challenge you when you receive that healing by faith and you feel that healing in your body, do something you have never done before. Don't just just like do something, lift your leg up bend over and touch your toes, but I feel the healing anointing in here. And God gave a word of knowledge for backs and he gave a word of knowledge for hips. So if that is you, if your hips have been displaced and they've been out of alignment, this is the word of knowledge for you. Receive that by faith, right? Or if your back, your lower lumbar of your region or your back has been giving you problems, then receive that by faith as well. Father God, we thank you. You are healer. 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 We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for healing us. We thank you. We thank you for healing us. We thank you for being healer and for your healing presence in this room. 
My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord God, you said if we are sick to bring it to the elders, we thank you and we receive it by faith. And I just thank you for that. And I receive it by faith. And I expect some testimonies. I expect to see God. I expect to see the power of God um, in this place. We glorify you. We magnify you. And we lift up the name of Jesus, Father God. We lift up the name of Jesus, Lord God. We receive that. We receive that by faith. Um, we're going to get into the devotional today, right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Carolyn Maya. Receive that. If your back has been bothering you, you need to receive it. If God, If the Lord ever brings a word of knowledge, and you know that's your issue, don't be... Um, Focus, y'all focus, do not be shamed, overwhelmed, or consumed on anything else. Be, yeah, be healed and old in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Chala, can you email that prayer request, please, to us so that we can take authority over that? I don't um, spend a lot of time on cancer because cancer is dead at the root in Jesus name. So we will take authority over that right now in the name of Jesus. And my prayer team would love to pray over her. So if you would email us that prayer request, I would love to stand in the gap for her. Um, I'm not met. I've seen, um, the miracles where cancer is concerned. And so I try not to give a lot of attention to it. I, d I don't because that's what cancer, cancer has wanted a lot of attention. And so Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for healing, healing manifesting. We thank you that Jesus already took a authority over cancer and we bind cancer at its roots in the name of Jesus. But if you will email us that prayer request, we, the prayer team will pray and we will labor over her in prayer and we will just ask for revelation and we will ask that the blood of Jesus purify her. Now I want to take authority over, um, drug trafficking and sex trafficking. The Lord was reminding me that those two are no different than slave, slave trading. And this morning as I was up praying, he was saying to me, he said, those are no different than slave trade. Drug trafficking and sex trafficking is no different than what was happening when slavery was happening. And it's up for us, the intercessors, to, to recognize it, to, to see it, um, and to deal with it at its root and to pull it down from high places because it's high and it's mighty and it's exalting itself against God. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we stand in the gap for drug trafficking, for those that have been participating in it, those that have been suffering against it. We stand in the gap right now for sex tra tra trafficking and for those that have been doing it and those that have been the victims of it. Lord God, we stand in the gap for it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, Father God, that you are dealing with those that are the ones that are doing it, Lord God, the drug traffickers and the sex traffickers, Lord God. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus that their eyes are being opened, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that their hearts are turning to you, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, right now that they are coming out of darkness into your marvelous light. Father God, just like Paul had an encounter on the road to Damascus, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that someone, something is coming in their path, Lord God, and that you're giving them eyes to see. Satan, you loose the captive and set them free. You loose and we bind the strong man back to the pits of hell 
from which it came right now. And I thank you, Lord God, you're giving them eyes to see that the scales are coming off their eyes and ears to hear how ungodly this is, how you're not a part of this, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, they will not justify this immorality any longer. And I thank you, Father God, that any legislator, my God, that has been involved in drug trafficking or sex trafficking, Lord God, that they will come to honesty, that they will come to truth, that you will dethrone them off their seat in the government so that they cannot use this position or that their eyes will be open to see so that they cannot use this position. Father God of power to participate in drug trafficking and to participate in sex trafficking. I thank you, Father God, you're exposing Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're covering in Lord love, but that they are coming to the end of themselves right now in Jesus name. Expose Father God, those legislators and those individuals that are being involved right now in Jesus name, Lord God, so that your truth can prevail and so that this can end right now in the name of Jesus. I canceled the assignment of the enemy off our communities. Father God, off our women, off our men, off our children. You can no longer have them, Lord God. I rebuke the devourer from coming into our communities through drugs, coming into our communities through sex trafficking. I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. I thank you and cover, Father God, those that are in in. In, in sex trafficking right now, those that are dealing with drug issues, I cover them in the blood of Jesus right now. I thank you that your angels are camped around them and protecting them. Shield and protect them, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, as you did with Paul and Silas, Lord God. Shield and protection. I thank you. You are going into the drug houses. I thank you. You are going on the streets. I thank you. You are going into the sex um, trafficking. I thank you, Father God, that the pornography industry is being destroyed right now as we speak, Lord God. I thank you this unclean, foul spirit will not keep getting voice in our community and in our lives. We bind up that spirit now, right now, in the name of Jesus. We take authority over that spirit, Lord God, and we thank you, Father God. Father God, for anything, Lord God, and if anyone has participated or we participated in any ungodly way, we repent, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. Satan has no more access to our lives, no more access to our community through sexual perversion, Lord God, through drugs, Lord God. You may no longer lord over our houses right now. We bind up the strong man back to the gates of hell from which it came, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, your ministering angels are throughout this earth that they are in the courts, that they are in the homes, that they are in the communities and they are in the neighborhoods. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over this day today, Lord God. We thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. We plead the blood of Jesus over our jobs, over our mind, our spirit, soul, and body, over every phone call, over text, over our purpose, over our children, over our marriage, over our schools, over our churches, over our pastors, over our leaders, over our city and state and government officials, Father God, over Frank Scott, over Governor Asa Hutchinson. We plead the blood of Jesus over this political races that are coming up. We thank you for godly candidates that will be seated in high places, Lord God. Father God, for we thank you. This is the hour and this is the season that the godly shall rise. We will not be a godless generation. We will not be a godless generation. Give them eyes to see, Lord God. Give them ears to hear. Open their eyes, Father God. Let them see, Lord God. 
Father God, we thank you. Now let us sound rejoice in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. 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 In Jesus name. Amen. Now let the sound just rejoice. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. 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 I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah prostitution, all of that's got to go. That's got to go. That's got to go in the name of Jesus. It's got to go. It's got to go. We got to bind up the strong man. See, that's why we have to be careful in what we participate in. Um, when we open up the door to pornography, then it's hard for us to take authority over what we participate in. Right. And so the enemy will make us think that pornography is no big deal. Right. But you have to realize that pornography is a gateway um, to sex trafficking. It is a visual gateway to um, child pornography, right? And so anytime those doors are open at all, anytime we sign off, we as intercessors can't take authority over that. If it's movies, if it's music that's pornographic, anytime all of those things are active, we have to, we have to come to repentance, right? So that Satan can't, can't try to minimize our authority so that we can walk in the authority we're supposed to be as intercessors. And sometimes we get caught up in stuff because we don't know no better, right? We really don't know. Nobody ever taught us pornography was wrong. Nobody ever really taught us that what we watch and listen to is wrong, right? Nobody ever taught us. And because we don't have the wisdom of that, we participate or we're involved or we got things going on and we don't realize that they, that is just opening up the door to an enemy so he can advance. And so when we get wisdom and knowledge of it, then we we're no longer ignorant. Right. And when you no longer ignorant, then what you do is you turn around and you ask God to be God, Jesus to be the strong tower and the Holy spirit to come in and to give you strength to walk away. Once an image, is um once an image is impressed in our head it's hard to get that image outside our head and so we just got to make sure that we do these spiritual checkups right and that when when it's revealed to us that we ask the holy spirit to help us not that we become condemned there's no condemnation in christ jesus but that we ask the holy spirit to help us overcome these things so that we can take the authority over and in the communities and in our own lives and with our children, children, because the enemy loves to lead us in a place, in a, uh, in a place of, of where we're once we, we won't take authority because we participated in it. Right. And when we participated in something, he doesn't want us to be able to take authority over it. Well, sex trafficking isn't just sex trafficking. It's all the pieces that add to it. Um, and so you got to look at the root and where the root is coming from and what the enemy is trying to do to our homes and to our communities. If he can take something so beautiful that God created, um, and I'm talking about sex between a man and a woman and pervert it, then it's never, um, it's never done the way that it's supposed to do. Let's read our Psalms 91 and then we're going to get in the word today. It says those who live in the shelter, and this is the NIV version who live in the shelter, the most high will find. I'm going to read it out of the CSB. I'm sorry. Thank you. Holy spirit. I love when the Holy spirit tells me to change up. I love it. I love you, Lord. Thank you. Let me go over to change my Bible, change my Bible. 
I need an amplifier Bible. It says the ones who live under the protection of the most high dwell in the shadow of the almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in darkness or the pestilence that ravages at noonday. Though a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the most high your dwelling place. No harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent. For he will give his angels or orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with your hands so you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. Because he has his heart set on me, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue you and him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with long life and show him my salvation. You protect it. <laughs> like you protect it. You protect it. So anytime the enemy tries to present something to you today, like you're not protected, you're protected. The Lord is your refuge. He is your strength, right? And sometimes when we're taking authority over things, we get scared. Like, is the devil going to come back at me? The devil don't have no authority over you. So there can't be any retribution. And so when he tries to rebuke, you rebuke him with the word. Your rebuttal is the word, not your rebuttal. Your rebuttal has to be in the word, right? Um, oh, wow, Demetria, that's dope. Um, <laughs> um, so just rebuke, you rebuke him in the word. So we thank you, Lord, for that. So, um, I need to go back to something we brought up the other day. And I know when the Lord wants us to revisit something, he wants us to spend a little bit more time in an area. And so he backed me up in Ephesians five, and we're going to talk a little bit more about coarse joking. There is some depth about coarse joking and, or foolish talking, right? And, and there's some association with it. And we need to understand that association with it is what gets us in trouble, right? And so when we do coarse joking or foolish talking, we're still in Ephesians 5, we're backing up to um, the third and the fourth verse. We have to recognize that there has to be something so serious here that he put coarse talking in line as he was talking about uncleanliness, covetedness, idolatry and uh, sexual immorality. And then he says, and foolish talk or court and coarse gesturing, which are not fitting. Right. And that the words that should be coming out of our mouth is thanks. And so if we come back there, he says, as it's fitting, fitting for saints, right. It's not fitting for saints to talk these ways. And so when we start talking about foolish talking, it is literally an easy turn of speech. I hope you got your pen and your paper because as he was giving me this, I was like, oh my gosh. So it's easily right. A, um, um, wow. It's easily a turn of speech. It can turn easy, right? Um, we can be in a conversation and we're just joking. And if it's foolish joking, then it can easily turn into something else. My God, there's power in this, right? It can easily turn into something else. And so if we are coarse gesturing 
or coarse joking, or we have crude language, then this could easily turn into anything else. Every fire that ever got started, started with a match or a lighter. Come on now, right? Every fire that ever got started, started with a match, started with a liar. There had to be something to start the fire. So anytime our words are in crude or coarse joking, that's the match, right? That's the, that's the lighter. That's the, the match. And so if we're going to put out forest fires, if we're going to be like Smokey the Bear. Yeah. So let me say something. Come on, Holy Spirit. It's something significant. Cause Jess just said, all you need is a little spark, right? So let me tell you something. If you're dry, come on now. If you're dry, if you are not wet with the Holy Spirit, and if you're dry, right? If you got any dry, barren place that's not wet or watered with the word, right? All you need is a little spark. And if you get a little spark, you're going to start a whole forest fire. If you got any area in your letter that's dry, anything that's not wet with the word, anything that does not have a resolve in you. Can I explain this dryness to you? What I mean is if you're lonely, right? If you're lonely, right? If your marriage is in a bad place, can I explain this dryness to you? If you're in a position in which your resolve is not in the word, right? If you're struggling with sexual immorality, if you're struggling with your flesh, those are dry places. That's what I mean by dry and barren places. And so if you have dry places in your life that are not wet with the Holy spirit and not wet with the word, and you don't have a resolve in those areas. And come on, you know, if you got a resolve, don't have a resolve, you know, if you're walking in the truth, you know, if your thoughts are still lustful, you know, if, um, um, food is even your, if you, if food porn is your problem, if food is your issue, you can't watch recipes and all this stuff. Come on. Can we keep it real this morning? So if you have any dry place in your life, anything that's not wet and washed in the blood, anything that's not wet and washed in the word, anything that you have not taken a resolve for in the word, if those are dry places, anything, anything that you're still struggling with, those are dry places, right? And so conversation is like a fire starter. Conversation is like the match. Conversation is like the lighter, right? A conversation, a word released out our mouth, a word can start a fire. And so if God come, is coming back to us today and saying, we need to study this, we need to eat on this a little bit longer. I need to talk to you a little bit this morning about coarse and crude joking. Then we got to be, um, because coarse joking and in good company don't go together. Right. But coarse joking and bad company does go together. Right. But if we are amongst good company and we are coarse joking as believers, then we are leading, we are leading them away from God. And anytime we sign off on comedians and other people that are coarse joking or crude and lewd humor and we're in the midst of unbelievers, then we're saying to them that we agree with this. Like we agree with what they're saying and what they're saying is true. And so when we talk about courts gesturing or crude joking, we're trying to get lines. We're trying to elicit laughs and get lines, but it, it crosses improper lines. And when I say impropriety or improperness, what I mean by improperness is, um, we, we're not, we're having improper language. We are not observing standards and character, um, in which we, um, should be right in Jesus. We're not, we're not doing it. And so 
And so we're going to deal with this today. We're going to deal with this course joking. We're going to deal with this improper language. And I'm going to give you some things. Ephesians 5, 3 and 4 warns us against course joking, right? He said, but amongst you that must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather it should be Thanksgiving. Um, it is course it is interesting that's why i told you it's powerful that coarse joking or coarse gesturing is said it's improper so if we are new in christ jesus which we are new in christ jesus we've accepted christ jesus we have a new birth then god desires to transform us in renewing our mind but look if we are not if we our mind is not renewed if we are constantly speaking language right that is is contrary to a renewed mind. Second Corinthians 10 and five says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we need to take every thought captive to obey Christ, right? So we know that the scripture tells us out of the abundance of, heart, of our heart flows the issue of life. So when our mouth is flowing, that's what's in our heart. So even though we're participating in lewdness or crudeness or coarse gesturing, and we're saying it's just a joke, it is not just a joke. And the reason that we know it's not just a joke is because the word warns us about whether or not something is just a joke, right? Um, and we, and we have to be careful of that Proverbs 26 and 19 says is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I am just joking is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, Oh, I'm just joking. So anytime we, um, just say we're just joking. We're participating in deception. We're participating in ungodliness. And if we are going to take our lives to the next level and we don't want to start no forest fires because that's what you're going to do, then we've got to be very careful about the things that come out of our, our mouth. And we have to make sure that we're renewing our mind. First Thessalonians four and three says, for this is the will of God your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. And so most of us thought that abstaining from these things were just that we didn't participate in it, right? But if our language, because remember, if a man does it in his heart, he's already done it, right? If our language is reflecting something, even though we may be physically restraining ourselves, right? Then we are probably going in a direction that um, we, we need to caution ourselves. So the impropriety um, or crossing the guidelines of for what God's saying, God is saying we should be in thanksgiving. God is saying we should be in holiness. God is saying we should use our words, right? So when our physical body, because most of our physical bodies, not all, were once dedicated to sin. And so when once we had our physical body dedicated to sin, we have to put our se 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 put our situation and ourselves in a place where we're new, renewing our mind in the word because we've been in a rhythm. We've been in a pattern. Can I tell you something? It takes about six months to deprogram. I'm just telling you, it takes about six months for you to deprogram yourself from a certain lifestyle or a certain way of thinking. And then it takes 
a, a longer time, right? For you to build up, but just to get deprogrammed, it's going to take about six months to a year for you to get deprogrammed for you to be come out of ways to build new habits. And so if you haven't spent six months of intensity or six months of time in the word to begin to retrain your mind or to put your mindset in, in a new direction, right. And renewing your mind, it looks differently. So when we're dealing with this, when we're dealing with the course joking, we've got to control our mouths. Part of what we do is, is necessary. We got to control what comes out of our mouths. James three, nine through 12 with it. We bless our Lord and father with it. We curse people who are made in the likeness of God from the same mouth comes blessings and curses. My brother, these things ought not to be. So does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water. Can a fig tree, my brothers bear olives or a grapevine produce figs. Neither can a salt pond use fresh water. So we are not supposed to have, we're not supposed to have bitter and sweet waters. We're not supposed to have coarse gesturing or foul language coming out of our mouth. And a lot of times we thought this was just about cursing, but it's not. Our mouths are part of our bodies and they are a significant part of our transformation. Our mouths are a significant part of our transformation, right? We're word people. We activate the atmosphere in our words. And so if my words are activating the atmosphere and I'm not trying to start a forest fire, then I need to watch where my words are going. And this isn't just for sexual immorality. This is also for anything else, my health, my healing, uh, my relationships. And so in everything we need to seek to make sure we're glorifying God. Right. And so since this, we're going to have to control our mouth, right? James one and 26 says, if anyone considers himself religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, he deceives his heart and his religion is worthless. And so part of putting a control over ourselves, right? Is that we bridle the tongue, like we bridle the tongue, that we put ourselves in the position in which we bridle the tongue, right? And so from our mouth should come praise, from our mouth should come worship, from our mouth should come edification, and from our mouth should come truth. And anytime something else is coming out of our mouths that's not praise, that's not edification, and that's not truth, it should not be coming from us. But because we are a society that loves humor and we are a society that loves to be entertained, often we will allow things to come from our mouths because it's been our norm and our habit, not realizing that the things that are coming out of our mouth are, are directing us. The things that are coming out of our mouth are directing us into a direction in which we don't even need to go. <laughs> Like, right. We don't need to go. If, if we're calling ourselves dumb, if we're calling ourselves unworthy, we're sending ourselves into a direction of being dumb and unworthiness. And a lot of times we won't spend enough time putting, um, the words are dealing with the words that are coming out of our mouth. So let me give you a few scriptures to back this up scriptures that you can chew on, right? Crude humor never helped anyone, right? Coarse joking and gesturing improper, proper conversations never helped anyone, right? They just bad jokes and they seem funny. But the only reason they seem funny is because we've used them for so long and we've operated in this for so long. Our mouths are only here to imitate God. 
Our mouths are only here to imitate God. Our mouths are so supposed to be saying what God says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our mouths are only here to imitate God. And if we're called to be, remember first Peter tells us be holy so we can be holy. So, so be holy. Like I'm holy. That's what he was saying. I need you to be holy. Like I'm holy. So if God is not saying it, then we should not say it. And if we're supposed to live more like Christ, then we're supposed to have the aptitude and the attitude of Christ, right? We're supposed to build, build each other up and stay away from anything that's going to cause someone else to stumble. <laughs> we're supposed to stay away from anything. And so when I started searching my heart, whether it was now, later, whatever, I just started, Lord, re repenting for my mouth. Father God, please forgive me for any time I've cracked a joke or participated in crude humor or whatever, because it's another part of the scripture. If we skip, skip over to Ephesians five and 12, it says, don't participate in the fruitless 11. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them for it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by the light is made visible for what makes everything visible is light. Therefore it is said, get up sleeper and rise up from the dead and Christ will sh shine on you. Well, of course, joking and gesturing is dead language. It is, it's dead, it's dead language. And because it's dead language, when we participate in it, it's not breathing life into the situation. And so you gotta begin to ask yourself like, man, what words have I been using that bring no life to my life, right? Or bring no life to the life of others. And how do I help? Well, the word renewing your mind in the word, going back to the word and saying, what does the word say about this situation? And asking the Holy Spirit to help me control over it. We have to treat words with respect. Words are so powerful. Proverbs 18, 21 and 18 and 21 tells us death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Right? So go back to what I said to you about starting a fire, right? Put it, your words have weight, right? Um, your words have a weight. Your words build a rhythm. They build a, the, 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 yep. Political jokes. That's the same. Your word, your word bring build, builds a rhythm in your life. Your words should be in cadence with God. But if your words are not in cadence with God, then the rhythm is up and down and all over the place. The words, your words express your emotions. Your words express really what you believe. Your words express the direction that your life is headed in. And so if you want to be sound and whole and walking in wisdom and in truth, right, then we got to check our words. We got to look at what our words are saying, because a lot of us are eating the fruits of our words. We're trying to figure out why a particular relationship went in a certain direction, right? We're like, why did this work? Why did this relationship go in this direction? Well, the late relationship went in that direction because of the words that were used during, after, and ongoing in the relationship. And so the relationship produced the fruit of the words that were being used. So if it's not a godly relationship and it's not centered, remember the other day when I brought up my relationship with Jess and I brought up the relationship with my other friends, the reason our relationship is so strong is because God is at the center, right? The release, 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 reason our relationships are so deep is because God is at the center. And so we got to remember that, that a lot of the fruit that we're eating um, in our relationships is because of the words of our mouth. The, a lot of the fruit that we're eating about the, the same. So we need to up pluck 
right? We need to uproot those words. We need to take authority over over the words. Um, intelligent humor, or um, or if we want to be funny, um, it never tries to get shocked. Like intelligent, good humor never tries to shock you, right? Good humor can stand on its own. Clean comedians can stand on their own, right? But when we're trying to hold the attention of someone, right, and make them uncomfortable, that's not a mark of excellence, right? And so we have to purify ourselves. We have to immerse ourselves in God's word so our speech can change. Philippians 4 and 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things only, right? So crude gesturing, crude jokes, um, how we talk to others, all of those things put a bad taste in our spirit. Remember, our body is the outer court. Our mind is the inner court and our spirit is the holy of holies. And so if you're where you're supposed to be in Christ and you're trying to walk in the spirit, then the Holy Spirit will begin to tap you and say to you, you have no business telling these crude jokes or crude gesturing or pornographic words or words that are filled with lust, right? You have no business doing that because when you participate in that, especially if there's someone around you that is not saved, right? Then your, 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 your bad words are corrupting good company. That that's, that's, that's kind of the message today. Bad words will corrupt good company. And so if you have someone around you that is influenced by you, and I've been guilty of this before in the past, I had to repent for some things I did around some people that I was supposed to be leading. And it was some jokes and they seemed funny. And God came back and said, none of that is funny, Lakeisha. Like none of that is proper for my people. So we got to do it. Colossians 3 and 8. Let me give you about a few scriptures you're going to chew on and then we can get out of here. Colossians 3 and 8 says, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, and malicious behavior, right? Anger, rage, and malicious behavior. Yep. And no laughing at them either, but you'll get convicted of it. So let, what is malice? Malice is the intention or desire to do evil, evil, right? It is the desire to inflict injury, harm, or suffering on someone. Malice is a sin. And malice is usually what leads to a fight. That's why Cain and Abel, uh, Cain killed Abel because of malice and malice comes from the heart. And so you have to go to war against malice. You got to let, you got to make sure, um, that you never dwell in malice. You got to make sure that if someone does something to you, right, that you immediately do. Of course, gesturing can also be things like, girl, I'll cut your neck off or I'll slap your face or I'll stab you. And we'll say, we'll joke, keep harassing me and I'll choke you out. That's course gesturing as well, right? Um, I remember one time, I'm just, I, I, the Lord always pulls me into transparency, but I remember one time and I'm just going to be honest, I had made a statement and it was in my infantry and it was when I was dumb, right? Um, it, I, it's where I was dumb. It is. I just said that Xavier, it is where your heart is when you say it. it is. And if you're coming out your mouth, your heart is there, period. If you're letting it come out your mouth, your heart is there. But I remember one time, one of my sons kept doing something. And this is when I thought that lording over them was acceptable. I'm just going to be honest. I thought lording over them was acceptable. And I remember he kept being smart mouth 
And I said, if you keep being smart, I'm going to slap your mouth. And I just kept saying, if you keep being smart, I'm going to slap your mouth. Well, we were in the kitchen and I will never forget this. And he said something smart and sarcastic. And I stood up and I went over and I ain't slap him hard, but I slapped him in his mouth. And my husband looked at me and I felt immediately grieved afterwards. Right. But I had set my words in that direction. Right. I had set, I had set my words in that direction. And it is never, that is never okay. That is never okay. I believe in spanking, but those kind of things lead to abuse. Right. And so when we were, my husband and I were talking about it later that day. And if you don't know, my husband is gone to be with the Lord. My husband and I were talking about that later that day. And he said, I knew it was going to happen. And I said, why? He said, because you set your words in that direction. He said, you set your words in that direction. He said, you kept saying it. You kept saying it for weeks. And I knew it was going to happen because you set your words in that direction. Yes, your parents told you. Somebody always told me, I'm going to beat you down or I'm going to slap you. And so we're not so mindful in our words and we set our words in that direction. And, and when we have malice in our heart, we'll deal with things. And I felt grieved and I had to come back and, I, and I've never, ever, I've never, ever slapped a kid ever again. I've never, ever said my words in that direction. Um, we keep saying something, you're going to wind up doing it. Ephesians five and four says, I've seen stories, foolish talking, coarse jokes. These are not for you, right? We're not supposed to do those. Ephesians four, 29 and 30 says, do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption, right? We know that Romans 12 and 2 says, don't be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed with, within by a new way of thinking. Then you're going to be able to decide what God wants for you and you'll know what is the good and pleasing will of God. And then Colossians 3 and 5 says, so put to death your worldly impulses, sexual sin, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is adultery. Put those away. And if we put those away, right, then we won't walk in them. When you put those, you got to make a decision. I'm going to put this away. And how do I put this away? By eating the word of God. You're going to have to eat the word of God for a changed mind. You're going to have to eat the word of God. Like you're going to have to eat the word of God. You got to read the word. Remember I told you it takes about six months, right? It takes about six months to start deprogramming you to, to, for you to start realizing. And I'm talking about six intense months. I'm not talking about six months. I'm talking about like six months of therapy for you to even, and I'm talking about spiritual therapy, six months for you to even realize this is wrong. Six months for you to even realize you got bad habits. Six months for you to even realize that you haven't um, been living according to the word of God. It takes about six months for that, right? It takes about six months of that for that to come in, right? So 
I'm just, just encouraging you today to deal with coarse joking. The Holy Spirit is here. God has said to us, this is not acceptable. He brought us back to us. This, he said, I want y'all to meditate on this. I want y'all to study this a little bit. I want y'all to eat this today. I want y'all to understand it's very important to me. And if you don't want to start no fire, forest fires. And so if you want to build up the weight of your words, the way that you build up your weight of your words, like exercising, the way that you increase your strength is through the word, right? And not through just worship, right? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with praise and worship, but a lot of times we'll put ourselves in just a situation of praise and worship, right? Um, and, and because it feels good, right? It feels good. Praise and worship takes our mind a certain place, but praise and worship and I'm not talking about praise and worship towards God. I'm talking about music, right? Music um, that deals with our emotions. You need to eat the word. <laughs> you need to eat the scripture. You need to eat the word. If you're struggling in an area, put the audio Bible on and listen to the word so that you can get that in your mind. Put the word on. You need the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You need the word. Praise and worship music is good. But when you're trying to overcome in your mind, you need the word of God. And these are practical applications. You got to submerge yourself in the word when you're trying to deprogram yourself from living a life that is not pleasing to God. It's much easier than you think. And if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then guess what? That's your start. Your start is by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you are not sure if you're saved, right? Uh, um, you, you need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Like you got to, you got to be saved. You got to accept him as Jesus Christ. You got to acknowledge him to be Lord and Savior over your life. And then you got to ask the Holy Spirit to rule you. And when you ask the Holy Spirit to rule over in you, he will start waking you up. And he will become enlivened in you and he will say, hey, that joke was inappropriate. That conversation was inappropriate. What you just shared was inappropriate. And then he'll take you to a word of truth. And I'm just believing, God, that you need to be taken. Let me pray over you. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. I thank you, Father God. We are going to be more mindful in our speech and our thoughts, our deeds and our actions. And Lord God, of course, gesturing and course, joking is not acceptable then we're going to lay it aside today. Father God, please forgive us for any words, any words that have been sowed in seed, Lord God, that have been out in the atmosphere. We just pluck them up. We uproot them. We render them null void and brought to no effect. And we thank you, Father God, for Jesus being in every conversation. Lord, give us your holiness. Let us slow down, Lord God, so that we will be mindful of our conversations. Let us not be anxious. Let us not be worried. Let us not be trying to be people pleasing, Lord God. Let us be isolated in your truth, Lord God, so that we can be in this world, but not of this world. Give your people strength and grace to deal with their language today, Lord God, so that they can begin to look more like you. We thank you, Father God, for sanctifying us, setting us apart so that we can be used for your glory. Lord God, we thank you for your glory. Give us your glory. Show us your glory. Manifest your glory in every area of our life. And Lord God, Jesus, we thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember this. You can have all the gifts, but if you are um, immoral or attached to sin, then there's no power in your gifts. 
There's no power in your gifts and you want power in your gifts and you want power in your prayers and you want authority in your prayers. So Lord God, we just thank you for the word, giving us authority in our prayers so that we can make a difference in our home and our city, our state, our nation and our world. I love you. But more than anything, God loves you so much more. He does. He does. He does. And every day that you come here and every day that you studied the word, guess what? He's burning in the, up the chaff in you so that you can begin to look more like God and so that you can become fashioned in your image. So be gentle with yourself. Don't abuse yourself. Anytime you start condemning and abusing yourself, that is not God, right? He is so, uh, he is so gentle, right? He is not, he is not God. So make sure that the words of your mouth, Father God, and the meditation of your heart is acceptable in his sight. Am I saying what God want me to say? Am I saying what Jesus would want me to say? Am I using my words? Am I standing around talking about people? If you got a bad habit of talking about people and judging people, even according to the word, ask the Lord to help you so you don't talk about people and judge people. Now do me a favor, go be loved today. Be present, right? Be pursuit, right? Do all of the things we talked about, what it meant to be, go be. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.